Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. All right, welcome into Off the Radar here on 365 Sports, an opportunity on Tuesdays and Thursdays to just uh, check out a few different headlines going around the sports world and uh, take a little bit of a break from time to time from college. If there's college news, though, especially breaking, we'll get to it. That's not the case today. Uh, one minor note from a, a local recruit that we'll get to, but mostly NFL stuff uh, is, is really the hot button stuff right now. A little bit of a basketball, of course, is, is ongoing. Is that starting to hit its full swing in the pros and college ranks? But um, when it comes to uh, today, we're basically going to stick with uh, stick with the NFL. So let's start with the Atlanta Falcons. That was uh, one of those spots that before today was still open as far as needing a head coach, and now we know the direction that it looks like they will go. And surprisingly for some, I guess, that assumed or were um, wish-casting or were predicting or just thought that this would be a good landing spot for one Bill Belichick, that will not be the case, as the Atlanta Falcons are reportedly going to hire L.A. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their new head coach down in Atlanta. So Bijan Robinson and company uh, will be bringing in Raheem Morris as uh, their new head coach comes over from L.A. where he has been the D.C. Uh, since 2021. He was their D coordinator an interim head coach for Atlanta back in 2020 and uh, and served in a lot of different assistant roles from them prior to 2020 from 2015 to 19. So he's got uh, plenty of familiarity there. And uh, now there's one less domino. So what do you think about Raheem Morris and the Atlanta Falcons job? Glad he's getting another opportunity. Uh, I, I love it. Look, he was he – was John Gruden's replacement in Tampa, and I don't think he really got a fair shake because the reason John Gruden got fired um, – 
you know, was because the Bucks they, they weren't good anymore. Well, and they weren't good anymore because coming off the Super Bowl years, the roster had gotten older. They were like, there's no more Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and Derek Brooks. Like, that was all over for the Bucks for the most part. And the, that time had passed. So Raheem Morris is this young coach in his first uh, gig. And he had two years. They didn't really have the roster they were rebuilding. And then the Glazers uh, went in a different direction. Um, and again, like this is, he's had a lot of time. I mean, like what, 14 years since the, the end of that last uh, run as a head coach. And I think he'll be, um, or 13 years, he'll be, he'll be fine. I think he's going to do well. They've got a lot of pieces there in Atlanta. He's got to find a quarterback though, which is the hardest thing. They have the eighth pick. So we'll see what's there for them. Sorry, Cincy fans, but yeah. Desmond Ritter's not the answer. Yeah. An ATL. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they went through Desmond Ritter and Taylor Heineke and back and forth. And that's what got Arthur Smith fired. So, but they do have options. I mean, they, you know, Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, uh, all there on the offense, a pretty decent offensive line. You know, he's, uh, got a lot of good connections, you know, bringing in assistant coaches. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but got to get to QB. Yep, so uh, he actually spent uh, a season at Kansas State as defensive coordinator back in 2006, so just a little bit of a Big 12 tie-in. That was fresh off his run with the uh, the Bucks from 02 to 05, then returned to the Bucks after that one year in Manhattan, eventually became the head coach there for the, the three seasons, and then it was uh, off to Washington where he was the DB's coach for three years, then eventually to Atlanta where he's been since – uh, or was since from 2015 to 19 in various roles, including D.C. and interim head coach, as I had mentioned previously. And then, yeah, these last three seasons with the Rams. So he's well-traveled, uh, been in a lot of big spots, and now he is getting his second go-round as a head coach in the NFL with the Atlanta Falcons. So congrats to uh, Raheem Moore, uh, 47 years old, on the new gig. And so things starting to whittle down, and uh, – Spots starting to dry up, guys, quite frankly, because another job filled today was the Carolina Panthers, where, according to Ian Rappaport, uh, Carolina is closing in on a deal to hire Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canellis as their new head coach. Uh, and a lot talked about the job that he did with Baker Mayfield this season. And I have to freely admit, I am not up on game minute by minute when it comes to the NFL head coaching carousel and all of those things. But I don't recall, I think, seeing his name maybe ever and then all of a sudden well, today he's dropped as the head coach only been a head coach for or for a, a coordinator for one year he was the quarterback's coach in seattle so he's got a, like he helped rejuvenate geno smith he's helped rejuvenate baker mayfield and what i mean by ever i mean like as far as coaching rumors for like right. the head oh, coaching yeah, yeah, job. Right. Yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i remember like i was watching bucks games and like man you know the chemistry between uh canales and baker mayfield mm-hmm. it really works well you know and and now he's got to go with with uh, Bryce Young, which is the the most important thing for the Falcons, is to make sure that that Man. number one pick is not a bust. Uh, so good luck to him. I mean, he's got he's got a mountain of problems in front of him, uh, over top of him. If David Tepper doesn't uh, pull off the throttle a, he is, a little bit, he is uh, putting his hat in the race to be worst owner in pro sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the trajectory that he's currently on, and I remember being blown away by like the. I guess game plan they had in store for Matt Rule and how fun and new and exciting all of that sounded at the time. And then, man, that went so sour so quick. And then everybody wants to pile on Matt Rule and say, well, he can't be an NFL head coach or he wasn't a good NFL head coach, go back to college, whatever. Luckily for him, had a 
great option waiting there in Lincoln, Nebraska, amongst I'm, I'm sure many others. But what you quickly found out was it wasn't just Matt Rule. Like it wasn't right. Matt yeah. Rule's fault that Carolina wasn't very good. And the Bryce Young thing to me, guys, is fascinating because he's obviously a very talented player. But especially when C.J. Stroud did what he did this past year, and you have no doubts in your mind that he's like just getting started. Are you having doubts about Bryce Young? I mean, it's too early to say for sure, but, man, this didn't inspire a lot of confidence this past season, so you better hope that Mm -hmm. you hit on this coaching change and this, if he can carry over the type of magic that he had with Baker Mayfield and and apply that and and help use some of those tools with Bryce Young, that would certainly be uh, what they're looking for because they got to make sure that he works out or they're in much deeper trouble than we than we even realize. So yeah, Dave Canales of the Bucks looking like he is going to be uh the head coach of the Carolina Panthers and so that leaves how many jobs fellas? Two. Two. The Seattle Seahawks are also open still and the Washington Commanders are still open as well. So those are the two jobs that remain and there's a couple of names I want to throw out there, not for Washington particular on this one, but what happens with Bill Belichick now? Because that is a larger question now that there are only two jobs remaining. Haven't seen anything in regards to him in Washington or anything in regards to him in Seattle. Well, it was Atlanta that seemed to be like the spot that people were putting two and two together. But now, what is it looking like for a Bill Belichick? Well, there's Rabel and Belichick. It's yeah. not going to be Seattle because... Seattle let go of Pete Carroll because they wanted a coach with less control over personnel. So, you know, Bill Belichick, even though if he's willing to work with the general manager, is still going to say this is at least a, you know, a 51-49 thing with me having the final, final say um, in that. Uh, and Washington, as much as, you know, I, that would make a lot of sense for them to, like, try to, like, reinvigorate the fan base and bring somebody in. I I don't think Adam Peters has any, incl- like, urge to hire Bill Belichick and give up no, that I, kind of power. I, so, like... I want you, them to come... They need someone... They I'm not saying fresh, like you mentioned the coach a minute ago who basically came out of nowhere. I... I Garrett, Craig, you're a Washington fan. I, I mean, Belichick would I'm be intriguing, now. but I, I really... I will love him forever, I, I no just, matter what. With him being 72, about to be yeah, like, do you I, really want to invest I don't, in that? I well, don't know if I want a Mike McDaniel How kind, about this name? But, how about this name? Because there, there's also, there's there, with these jobs closing up, you're now like going, okay, well, where does Bill right. Belichick go? Yeah. Where does Dan Quinn go? Yeah, there's another Seattle, one. Except for back to Dallas, yeah. potentially, or Seattle, where he was at one point in time and carved out a he's, name for himself. He's but he's interviewed also with yeah. interviewed with Washington and is apparently going he's to get... twice with a lot of people. He's yeah. expected to get an inter, inter, in-person interview with the Commanders next week. That was reported earlier today by Ian Rappaport. So he is going to meet with Washington. He is meeting with Seattle right now regarding that vacancy. So he is linked to both of those two openings still. Uh, just 53 years old, so he's not well up there like a Bill Belichick would be and has been with Dallas for the past three years. Um, and fittingly enough, we were talking about the Falcons to start off with. That's where he was as a, as a head coach for uh, several seasons uh, from 2015 to 2020. So would Dan Quinn uh, scratch your itch as Washington head coach, or would you prefer they keep looking around? He's uh, look. The guy was – a half away from winning the Super Bowl, and then Superman showed up in the second half. Now, could he have done some things better? I do know this. I watched the Cowboys' defense. Now, they they were smoked by Green Bay, 
But I've watched them and how the last couple of years, how they have created havoc. And, yes, they also have the weaknesses of stopping the run. There, there's some things Dan Quinn, or the, if he goes back to Dallas, will have to do better the inside. But I, I for totally blanked out the Falcons Super Bowl <laughs> from my head. You did? That, that's a I knock on his didn't. resume. Yeah, uh, no, it is. One, You're up 28-3, to three and I was at that game, and I'll never forget. I'm like, God, no, this I, is I didn't happen. black out the result. I just blacked out that Dan Quinn was the head coach yeah. when that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you feel any type of way about it, Garrett? I mean, I would rather have Quinn than Belichick at this point. Yeah, okay. I, I feel more confident about it. And like Smokey was saying, I think with what you have there in place defensively, they have some talent. I mean, it would be – I'd rather have a defensive-minded head coach. I think he's one of those that when he gets to a place, you can keep him for a little bit, but he's not going to be the guy that maybe 8-8, eight and 11-5, eight, and 10-6. and six. Now, again, 11-5, and five, they lost in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Then 7-9, and 7-9, 0-5. and five. I don't know what the quarterback situation was like. I, I think he would give him a spark. I think he would give him a spark. I don't know if he would be a long-term solution. Yeah, another person that's being talked about as getting a second inter- interview, an in-person interview, is uh, Lions offensive coordinator Ben, ben Johnson, Johnson yep. who would check a lot of uh, boxes as well. Um, so there's another name that's involved along with the Dan Quinn. So we'll see with Washington. But Washington, Atlanta, uh, I mean, uh, Washington and uh, Seattle are open. Dan Quinn's tied to both of those jobs. Let me now ask Paul. Do you want him to take a job to move on? Because there is a big sentiment in Cowboys fandom right now of like, somebody please hire this guy, even though they've been really good on defense. Yeah, How do you feel they, about that as a Cowboys fan? Like three years in a row, they've had the same problem, which is stopping the run. Yeah. And they like, they, the Cowboys, this is part of the problem with the Cowboys. Like you heard Newey talk about entitlement and yes, that's true. But the Cowboys have to win according to their script. Like right. that's the thing. So if they have to go off book at all, they can't do it, and Dan Quinn's part of that. So would I like to see him come back? Sure, he's done a great job. I, I believe he can figure out a way to stop the run. But that's also McCarthy's thing. Like once once the you know, the other team like figures you out, then they're kind of yeah, like he, he did he did lose Trayvon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Hankins, who was their run stopper, and Van Der Esch, who was their best linebacker. Yeah, so, so they had those some deals. of that happen. They and came back to haunt if, him a little bit. If he bit comes too. back, great. If he doesn't, good for him. I think Dan Quinn's earned And I want to say, injuries are a part of the game. Everybody's yeah. going to be hurt. Here's but, what Dallas doesn't do. They don't spend money on defensive tackles, do they? No, they have. I mean, they drafted Mozzie Smith, so they're – I mean, if he's good, they'll spend money on him eventually. But he, he wasn't a contributor this year. Uh, they need to – and look, they're in a position – Dallas is. What positions do they not spend money on? Um, well, it used to be safety, but that's changed. Right. Um, now it's moved, like they've moved it up. Like it used to be safety, now it's linebacker and, and defensive tackle. It's right up the gut of your defense. Yeah. So, and you can't stop the run. Yeah. Well, or and then what the thing the was, they used to be pretty good against the run, but, you know, it would be third and 19 and somebody would throw the ball over Jeff Heath's head and they'd yeah. be like, yeah. oh, what's going on? Well, like, well, yeah. I mean, he's an undrafted free agent that you keep bringing back and you don't, you know, do that so yeah they they're gonna have to approach it differently because again once they once the script goes off like you once know, it's improv they're not very good at it go ahead all right uh, y'all can talk cowboys here in about 30 yeah, minutes with no Mi- go ahead yeah. no go ahead with We're mickey no. or mickey's coming yeah, up right exactly yeah. right so yep. we, can, we can hit a lot of that with him but yep. uh meanwhile some nfl award finalists uh, and i told you it's gonna be heavy nfl today that's the way the news cycle worked out with some of these coaching hirings and some of these announcements uh the ap has uh sent out their finalists for the 2023 awards. Uh, there's eight total that you'll see them at the NFL Honors, uh, which will be broadcast uh, this or uh, the Sunday before uh, the Super Bowl. 
And uh, that will be on CBS and NFL Network, and also if you stream on Paramount+. Plus. But uh, MVP, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott, and also Brock Purdy. Iowa State's own Mr. Irrelevant, yep. uh, one of the five finalists, along with McCaffrey, Allen, Jackson, Prescott. It would seem like a Lamar Jackson award this year. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I think that's, yeah. Down that's the pretty stretch, clear. They beat up a couple of teams, including San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Straight beat up. Purdy, uh, Baltimore beat them up, and, and Jackson was really good, and, 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 and Purdy didn't do very much. Defensive. To me, that should count. Defensive player of the year, a couple of Cowboys, Deron Bland and Micah Parsons. Uh, you also got Max Crosby from the Raiders, Miles Garrett, the former A&M star, and also T.J. Watt from the Steelers. Those are your five for offensive, uh, for defensive, excuse me. Offensive players of the year, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott again, CeeDee Lamb. They're up for, they got two guys for offensive player of the year and two guys for defensive player of the year. And, and, and don't get past the and first round. And don't get past the first round, but it's a... Uh, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb from the Cowboys, Christian McCaffrey from the 49ers, Lamar Jackson, and also Tyreek Hill uh, from the Dolphins, your Offensive Players of the Year. I'll just do a couple more here. Offensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta. Remember also. when Detroit took heat for dra- drafting him? Gibbs, go ahead. Yep. Uh, we mention that like every time now his name yep. gets brought up, but uh, he's he's running right past that, um, that part of – People remembering him and making some new memories for sure. But Laporta, Sam Laporta from the Lions, as well as Bijan Robinson and Puka Nakua. So those are your five for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Man, that's a tough one. Stroud gives Laporta, Bijan, and Nakua. Stroud will win because he's a quarterback, but Puka Nakua was just electric. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Will Anderson Jr., Jalen Carter from the Eagles, Joey Porter Jr. from the Steelers, Kobe Turner from the Rams, and... Devin Witherspoon from the Seattle Seahawks and I love Will Anderson. Yeah, he's a he's a terrific player. Comeback, you got Joe Flacco from the Browns had a terrific year. Uh, Demar Hamlin of the Bills, Baker Mayfield of the Bucks, Matthew Stafford of the Rams, and then Tua Tonga-Vailoa from the Dolphins. And I'll wrap it up. Coach of the Year, Dan Camp. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. On the on the comeback player of the year. With all due respect to Demar Hamlin, because of what he faced physically and mentally. Um, he didn't play much. No. no. And he also, the, the fake punt was a bad Nowhere idea. near as much as the other four guys. Baker yeah. Mayfield. Yes. Baker freaking Mayfield earned himself some cash the way that Tampa Bay and how he played the last half of the season. I'm not, you know, Flacco was a cute story. Not a cute, it's not, that was a really good, a story. good story. Came yeah. off the couch, man. But I do think that there's so much reporting on DeMar Hamlin, oh, and that was such a I, big deal that he's going to win it. And I think that that's, you know, I mean, whatever. I, I don't feel strongly about it, but I, I do agree with you that that's probably the layup that they'll go with. But I do think there's guys that are more deserving that, that went out there and made a bigger impact. But you know, those are your five for that. Coach of the year, Dan Campbell, Lions, John Harbaugh, Ravens, D'Amico Ryans of the Texans, Kyle Shanahan from San Fran, and Kevin Stefanski of the Cleveland Browns will be the uh, five for the coach of the year. And then finally, Ben Johnson of the Lions, Mike McDonald of the Ravens, Todd Munkin of the Ravens, Jim Schwartz of the Browns, and Bobby Slovic from the Texans. Those are your five assistant coach of the year uh, nominees for, again, the uh, NFL Honors, the uh, the AP Awards that will be coming out on the NFL Honors Show February the 8th on CBS. You'll get to see all of the winners. It's on Thursday night before of, the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. yeah, all the winners of those awards will be uh, announced uh, there on February the 8th. So, yeah, uh, that'll be fun to, to check all of that out. And 
Uh, I don't know if y'all saw that Kyle Shanahan uh, quip about the twelfth man. Did y'all see that? Uh, yeah. You know he's a Texas guy, yeah. and he was big. Um, he was roommates, I believe, with uh, uh, Chris Sims, Jackson, yeah. Jordan Shipley, yeah, and Jordan McCoy. Shipley. Do you know that uh, Chris Sims and yeah, that we can do they that whole thing. Each other's with them. initials tattooed on their ankle, by the way. They do. Yeah. That is a true story. That is, I remember hearing about that well before they were famous football coaches because yeah. it's like the same age group, basically. Uh, but, yeah, what, what was the setup to it? Uh, he got asked about the the 12th man and having to uh, to deal with that, and I guess his basic response was, let's see, I, I thought I had it here. Uh, how important is the 12th man in this game is, is what he was asked, and he said, we don't call it the 12th man here. So he's yeah. well, very hey, much the Texas hey, Longhorn in him coming hey, out. They are also rivals with the Seahawks. The Seahawks, yes. And, and B, that. Yes, I mean, like, that. So. so you can depend. It depends on your angle of whether you're well, a Seahawks or a Longhorn. But okay. I, a college football okay. brain here, I, I read it as a okay. Texas guy. Okay. Uh, look across the field. The coach coaching against him is a Texas A&M guy with another Texas A&M guy, Dan Campbell, Aaron oh, Glenn, yeah. right no. there. So this is our Texas versus A&M preview yes all right very much so and then one more note here as uh there's some other move like Vic Fangio like we, we can get into that later on but I did want to make mention it's a local note but Ty Brown quarterback at Midway High School whose games that uh, we do uh, after uh, getting you know some interest here and there has announced he's going to be headed to Midwestern State to uh, play his college football so no that's not like you know front page of 247 or anything for most people but for us having covered the young man and knowing what a tough road it was at times, and then what a great year it turned into. Happy to see him get his opportunity, so good luck to Ty Brown He's at Midway at Midwestern State. Hell of a tough kid, great leader, came from Belton High School to Midway and uh, helped them get to the playoffs. Midway was is, uh, appears to are going to announce their new head football coach on Monday at a school board meeting that has been scheduled. When we come back, Angelique Shingalis, also Mickey Spagnola, and the top five, and this is 365 Sports. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.